Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle pain, and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We have the immense privilege of having Beth Learn on with us today, and we're going to be talking about movement and our bodies and how um, how that integrates with women's hormones and probably just a couple other really good nuggets for you guys today. So Beth, would you introduce yourself and just share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what kind of got you to doing what you do today? Well, I am the founder of fit to be which is the world's premier provider of diastasis aware workouts that are professionally filmed for people who exercise at home. And I got into that back in 2010 is when we launched after talking to a friend slash family member who was great with the website stuff. And he asked me, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? And I said, I would start a website for moms where I help them exercise without feeling intimidated or screaming at them or showing them my boobs. <laughs> and he said, that sounds like a great idea. I think I could help you with that. And I was like, are you kidding? And I had been blogging and I had been a fitness instructor and personal trainer and worked in management for athletic clubs prior to that for many years. Um, I've literally been in athletic clubs on staff since age 16. Wow. And so over well over half my life at this point. And, um, we got together and we, you know, just our families got together. We started filming stuff. We got better and better at it. Mm-hmm. We were at the time, the only ones that were providing, at least that I knew of providing workouts that were high quality for people who just wanted to be home and didn't, didn't want to see somebody in their skivvies dancing around that had never had kids. Right. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is a totally different totally different demographic. And I'll just, you know, I know I, I feel like I share this with you every time I talk to you, but I'm like, that's what immediately made me feel safe with you. Like watching your stuff. I'm like, Oh, I can learn from her because she's teaching just normal, like how to move your body while you're going about your home. Like I had a very sick child at the time. So there was no way I could do 45 minute workouts, no way I could do 30 minute workouts but it was like, you made it so just normal to like, Hey, let's learn how to move your body in this way. And so not to interrupt what you were saying, you're fine. It immediately, you know, it immediately just kind of broke down whatever wall I had against like, I'm, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to name names for different companies that teach exercise, but I'm not going to do that thing because I'm not about that culture. Right. Like I know that that's not going to serve me in this season mm-hmm. and you do that so well. So I love even just mm-hmm. like the, the origin of your story with that is like, if I could just nutshell it into these three things, this is what it is. So mm-hmm. how cool is that? And that you got to take your, 
um, your experience, you know, in working in health clubs and Mm -hmm. being, you know, a physical trainer, like now I get to niche down and really serve Mm -hmm. this population that, that needs me. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I didn't set out to do diastasy stuff, but that is what we niched down and started doing because I connected with Kelly from the tummy team who is local to me. I'm very blessed. She is internationally known one of the top physical therapists for diastases and other core dysfunction issues. Um, She has a lot of great online content. Um, and she and I began working together more. I went through rehab with her. Um, the fitness complex had really led me astray when it came to that particular topic. It's really not taught. Diastases is not taught, even though every single woman who gets pregnant will have some level of diastases right. um, towards the middle and end of her pregnancy. Um, many of them do resolve naturally, especially after the first pregnancy, but you go on to have subsequent pregnancies or further traumas or complications during birth. Um more sedentary lifestyle after having kids. And now you've got a wider diastasis than they have more kids. And it can become a real waterfall domino effect. How's that for a double metaphor? And so I decided, you know what, this is really lacking. So within the first year of launching fit to be, we, like you said, niche down and, um, decided to specialize in diastases, which was almost a suicide at that point of being Mm -hmm. a young web based business. Right. That is when we started to grow. Isn't that um, wild? Yeah. And now, like where we are now in 2022, we're like literally 12 years after launching, like we've hung in there. Um, there's still so many people that don't even understand. There's still so many people that are being led astray by the mainstream fitness industry. You know, that go big or go home. Right. No gain. If you're not sweating, if you're not peeing yourself, it's not worth it. Ah. Yeah. Well, and I love that you, it's so funny because I love doing your workouts. And even if I only get five minutes in, there's at least one nugget where you're like, Hey, if you just wet your pants, like it's time to back down, like do it this way instead. And it's just, so it honestly, like we're not paying attention to those things. And we've trained ourselves to ignore those symptoms of like pelvic floor dysfunction and breathing issue, you know, like issues with engaging our diaphragm. And Mm -hmm. like, for me, ignoring my scoliosis completely, which totally was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Cause I'm moving my body in ways that are then throwing everything else. And I'm wondering why am I in pain, you know? And so I love that you, you just very naturally like, Hey mamas, like you're like a mama hen in there, just <laughs> making sure that we are not ignoring those subtle cues with our bodies. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. And I will just honestly say, and this is not flattery. This is just like, I could not do a Kegel to save my life after my mm-hmm. two children. I'd be thinking about it. And I'm like, nothing's happening down there. The and, is not getting through. <laughs> yeah. And you were the first person that like gave me a language for that. Mm -hmm. So I was just doing the chair workouts, like the five minute, whatever. And you were like, Hey, so pretend that you're, I'm going to botch it. So I apologize if you're hearing me explain it. She does it way better than I do, but it was something about like imagining your pelvic floor, like a bowl and you're kind of bringing that bowl up. And it was Mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden I could do that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I can do that. Like my body knows how to do that, but I'd been struggling with, you know, leakage because I had four pregnancies 
a C-section, you know, a vaginal birth, mm -hmm. some trauma in there with miscarriages and my pelvic floor was just kind of hot mess. And so you were the first person to really like, I was like, oh, I can actually do this. I had completely given up on my pelvic floor ever getting back into shape. So I just want to, you know, say thank you for that because mm -hmm. I'm like, I actually, I can do this. And now I can build off of that foundation of knowing how to, to connect the signals there. So, um, so again, I interrupted you, but I just, no, that's how, I think that's how podcasts should go. Let's just keep interrupting each other. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> you no, know, I'm going to interrupt you now because like good. that, that is such a good reminder for me as I prepare to film again in 10 days, we're awesome. doing our fall filming. Um, good Lord willing. And the snow levels don't rise. Um, and I keep coming up with more cues, you know, as I talk to pelvic floor therapists and, and core specialists around the world, cause I'm in several groups and, and networking with them and collaborating, um, talking with Kelly Dean, um, going to physical therapy myself, I constantly come across new cues. And this is why I tell people, if you get stuck on a cue, if you're, you're in a workout and it's not clicking, do a different workout because I'm going to yes. use a different cue. The language yes. keeps evolving and changing. And that is important because the cues that worked for you last year, they might not work for you this year. The cue I use in one video may not click with you and it. There may be one in a different video that clicks with you. And I'm right. always going to be giving those cues so that you're always trying because that trying and that attempt is what sends those signals through those nerves. And it right. makes those nerves grow just like doing a crossword puzzle. That's like the go-to for, you know, fighting Alzheimer's and dementia. Well, the reason is you have to stop and think, and you're trying to right. make a connection. Even if you don't make a connection, you're trying. And right. that effort literally is growing new neural pathways, which is so exciting right. when it comes to fitness and movement as well. And it can take a few weeks. It can take a different set of cues. And I've got a whole nother set of cues. I'm going to be throwing into this awesome. next set of workouts. And it's just neat to hear how you connected with the cue to think about your pelvis, like a bowl and right. the way we position our pelvic bowl and our rib bowl. They're like two right. exactly. facing each other. And then we're, we're moving those bowls and we are elevating or expanding those bowls as we breathe and as we shift and move through space. Exactly. No. And it, it absolutely did. And it made me so much more self-aware because again, in that season, you know, I had, I think when I really started working on pelvic floor stuff, I think I had a four-year-old and a eight-year-old or a three and a half mm. a, somewhere. It was a, it's all a blur. <laughs> they were they kids. Were little. Yeah. <laughs> they were small. <laughs> they were children. Um, they were stressing but, me out. <laughs> yeah. They were stressing me out. My oldest was very sick with pandas. And so again, mm. there was very little that I could do. Mm -hmm. um, from a time standpoint. And I knew that adding more pressure, like emotional pressure and physical pressure to my body was not, you know what I mean? Like that was not mm -hmm. the time my body's going to be like, Hey, let's work out to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really had to like shift my mindset to, I'm going to move my body because it makes me feel strong like mm -hmm. in a season where I don't feel strong, like I feel tested, I feel exhausted, I'm emotionally drained. And so it, you, so I think it'd be good to like dialogue about that because there, I was so, um, as a practitioner, I'm very much, I hate to say like against a certain thing, but there are some things that I am very much against because they don't serve 
us as women, right? And one of those is that um, that diet culture and that like move your, you know, burn the fat off and sweat mm-hmm. till you cry and throw up and all of that stuff. And it's it's not honoring or nurturing the seasons that our bodies go through, right? right. And so would you just kind of touch on, on, I know that's a really big topic and I'm asking you to kind of like find things in there that I just said, <laughs> but you, I know you can. So would you mind just kind of sharing how, how we can look at exercise differently? Mm-hmm. That makes sense because it really is. It start. I do feel that it really does start in our mind. Um, if we're ever going to learn how to really care for our bodies in a different way, because that's going to change when we're, you know, in our preteens and we just start menstruating, whether we're pregnant, whether we're in a postpartum period, whether we're in menopause, like all those, those are seasonal shifts for women that are really big and how we take care of our bodies really does. It does change during that. So mm-hmm. I would just love to hear kind of how you might, I think you do this very naturally in your videos. So you're probably like, I don't even recognize that I do that, but you do, you do. So I'm just kind of curious what Hmm. you think or how you might address the mindset aspect of that. Yeah, it is very intentional. The encouragement that I offer through the videos, some of it is spontaneous, but I always go into recording workouts, visualizing a frazzled mom on the other side of the lens who has got a limited amount of time and is exhausted and needs encouragement and and needs to finish the workout feeling stronger, not weaker. And I just try to talk to her, you know, I try to talk to you guys. And cause that, you know, that was me and that still is me on some days. Um, the thing that was at the forefront of my mind, as you were talking just now and asking me to think about this is some research I read yesterday and it was on one of my colleagues accounts. And, you know, we read all this stuff. I I love my social media for how it's set up to just feed me all this information. Like if you bring drama, you're out. I just want to learn. (laughs) I I want my social media to serve me. I want it to encourage my spiritual faith. I want it to um, encourage my research. I want it to make me think. And there was this study that came through that I was looking at yesterday and I was stupid and didn't save it (laughs) that talked about how women have a monthly cycle. Men have a daily cycle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and women again are not small men. Females are not small males to be more precise. Uh, and in fact, some, some research of brains in, in females has shown that our brains are totally different the first half of the month than they are the second half of the month for our monthly cycle. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, if you feel like a totally different person, there's a reason not for crazy, that. Yeah. but it, but that could be a sign of hormonal imbalance and it is something to address, but that change is still somewhat normal, right? right. Because we have these hormones that shift and, and woo, they look like roller coasters. If you look at a chart, even right. normal hormones. And we know that we can exercise and impact our hormone levels with exercise types right. in our proactive perimenopause course on fit to beat which you participated in. Thanks again for that. Fabulous. Yes, it is. It is a a mix of nine contributors and, um, you know, you tackled this, this lesson about, you know, understanding and knowing what, what are some things you can do for your hormones? And, um, I tackled the lesson on, on fitness and how your different kinds of fitness can impact your hormone levels. For example, weightlifting 
really impacts testosterone, cortisol, and insulin. Yes. In a really fascinating way that balances blood sugar, improves bone density, regulates the parasympathetic nervous system in a way that no other type of exercise does. Right. Isn't that wild? And I believe it's that action of picking up something heavy, you know, and having to grunt a little bit and having to shove things around. Right. Um, And then, you know, cardio has a different aspect to it. Uh, You know, hard cardio can raise your cortisol levels because your body thinks you're running from a bear. Uh, Whereas sustained levels of cardio that feel doable. Like you could talk to a friend while you're doing it. You know, you can have it, you're going for a walk and you're having a chit chat. That stuff lowers your cholesterol, lowers your cortisol, um, gets you out of fight or flight, similar to weightlifting, but different. Uh, you know, and then you have things like yoga and Pilates and core work and stretching, stretching elevates your relaxin. Um, it elevates your serotonin. It helps you sleep better. You know, there's, it's just really fascinating to me that we can actually like cherry pick different kinds of exercise and our mood can tell us a lot. So when you feel like, Oh, I just want to shove something. I just want to throw something. It's probably a great time for a weightlifting workout (laughs) or actually go throw something, but in an appropriate toss a ball around. (laughs) Um, I was, you know, I've been learning a lot. Um, about how throwing a ball and catching a ball, bouncing a wall, a ball against a wall can, um, boost your, your mental health. And also is one of the most important movement styles to prevent early onset dementia and Alzheimer's because it, I've been piecing this together, but I think it's because of the rapid eye movement that's involved in the hand coordination, um, the spatial awareness and you're, you have to use just a lot of brain to Mm -hmm. to throw a ball. Right. And then you're chasing it down, of course. So then there's more cardio because you drop it and it goes across the room. Yeah. And, uh, so I've been adding just a couple minutes of tossing a ball, even just up in the air or, you know, against a wall at the end of most of my workouts lately. And I'm so proud of myself because the other day I was in the fridge And I don't know what it was. It fell out of the fridge and I caught it with my left hand. Wow. I am not left-handed. And I, I, I sat there, stood there, looked at my hand and I was like, how did did I do that? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Cause it, it, and I haven't even been doing the ball tossing exercises very long. That was encouraging to me though, because I am 43 and that tells me that because of working with a ball, I am getting more coordinated my reflexes have gotten sharper. I reacted to that and I didn't even really have to think about it. Um, so that is, that is really awesome. And, and that I love talking about things like that because there are so many more reasons to exercise besides losing weight and, and throwing a ball is exercise and lifting weights is exercise and stretching is exercise because exercise is defined as intentional movement. So if you intentionally move your body, even if you're not like my goal is fitness, but like I went for a walk right before we we started recording this, it was a seven minute walk. It was up and down my driveway. It's a half a mile, but I had 10 minutes and I didn't want to just sit here. And I wanted my brain to be sharp for the podcast. And I had been sitting for a while and my house is hot because my fireplace is too warm right now. And it's nice and chilly outside. Yeah, and the perfect. Are so it's like all the reasons to get out and just take right. a 
walk had nothing, has nothing to do with weight loss. Right. right? And because the reality is if your only motivation to work out is weight loss, that's just not enough motivation. (laughs) It's not. And it creates, you know, in my opinion, for me personally, and I know I've heard this from a lot of women and you probably have as well, that if there's a fear like that is motivating us to do something right. So the Mm -hmm. fear of being a certain weight or fear Mm -hmm. of if I don't lose weight, then what does that mean about me? Um, that increases our stress, right. Mm-hmm. And our cortisol level. So it's, it's very unproductive, especially the, the closer we get to like our thirties and forties, because our cortisol becomes increasingly important mm-hmm. because it's taking over the role of what our ovaries are going to stop producing. So mm-hmm. when our ovaries stop producing estrogen and progesterone, there's this subtle decline, right. in those right. hormones and the adrenals actually have to come online and take over the production of those hormones. Mm -hmm. So if we've spent 30 years in fight or flight trying to lose weight and, you know, then we gain it back and then we lose it again. And we have this really bad, uh, relationship with movement. Um, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's a psychological, there's a psychological element there that, um, if we go into it with fear, um, that does shift our physiology as well. And so I know for myself, there was some work that I had to do mentally to say, I'm going to allow my body to move, but it's going to be very no pressure. Like I'm just going to enjoy the movements and I'm going to enjoy learning how to, to stretch in different ways and become flexible or challenge myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I've actually talked to quite a few women in, um, in some of my different coaching programs about, you know, they have very clear high cortisol patterns, very high anxiety. They're doing HIIT workouts, you know, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, you know, we're having trouble regulating blood sugar. There's just a whole bunch of issues there. And, um, I'm like, one of the ways that we can tell if that workout is not good for you is if your sleep isn't benefiting, your mm-hmm. mood isn't benefiting and your hormones are a hot mess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if those things have shifted in a negative way with what you're doing with your body, as far as movement goes, then we need to do something different. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody with a really high cortisol pattern like that, where there's insomnia and anxiety and, um, PMS, like really bad mood swings before your period, in my opinion, and I would, I would love to hear what you have to say, cause you see that from a different, Mm -hmm. you're just seeing the other side of it. Right. Um, in my opinion, that's the opportunity for more gentle movement, like move your body, allow your heart rate to get up, but not to the point where you're anxious for two hours afterwards. Right. Because that's like a cortisol rebound situation. That's not, not a good situation. Mm -hmm. So it's work to change the way we think about Mm -hmm. how we move, you know, it is. And it, it really messes with what some of my colleagues call the female athlete brain. Yep. Um, totally. You know, we can actually put more pressure on ourselves than men do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe that athletic things come more naturally to most males. Sure. Their bodies are generally built very differently. And they don't have a monthly cycle that they are wrestling right. with. Right. Uh, they, you know, 
each day for them is very similar. Mm-hmm. They're not bleeding for five to seven days out of each month. Right. They're not having babies and bleeding for six weeks after. Right. Um, <laughs> They don't have an extra hole. (laughs) They don't have a wider Q angle, which is the, the hip to knee angle due to wider hips and women Our our hips are outside of our knees just naturally. So, uh, there's just so many factors. Their muscle cells are shaped different. Their breathing patterns are different. Their sleep needs are different. Their brains are different. Um, and, and that's, that is generally speaking as we I think that we are seeing some hormonal shifts, um, due to pollution, due to environmental issues. I think we're seeing hormonal imbalances, um, across both sexes and that is very concerning, but I still stand on the fact that it is going to be harder for women to exercise more consistently as consistently as men, because we have these extra factors in play. And that means we can be harder on ourselves mentally and it takes us more effort. So once we figure something out, Mm -hmm. once we figure out what works for us, it's very hard for us to let it go. Mm -hmm. It is very hard for us to suddenly find ourselves in a different season that makes it impossible to hit the same stride that we were hitting before is very discouraging. And then to have the realization that you may never hit that same stride again, right. at least not for several years, because you're taking care of a child or, or you have a child with illness or you have a spouse with illness. And now you're the primary caregiver right? Um, or you had a birth trauma or a birth injury. There's an, any number of things that can play in. Um, and so it just feels like sometimes we have these bigger mountains to climb. And, and, I, right. and I, I do believe we do not because of our weakness, because right. we, we are dealing with a greater load and more factors in play that actually means that we are stronger in many ways. We are more resilient, but it can take us an extra hot minute to address that female athlete mindset yeah. and to embrace those new seasons and actually yeah. realize that embracing those new seasons and leaning into them is the key to the balance and right. the health and the tone and the strength and the better sleep and all of it. Yes. But it messes with us. Oh, it just messes with us. <laughs> it absolutely does. And, you know, it, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think some of it is, you know, our personalities as women, but also, you know, it, it's just hard to recognize that sometimes there are, there are these external factors that we can't control them. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that we manage that we do really well, but then, you know, it's like, as you move through menopause, you can't necessarily control how your body's going to feel. I mean, yes, we can learn how to support it. And obviously getting help for that is, is huge, but we can't necessarily control just like I couldn't control that. I ended up having a C-section with my second baby or mm-hmm. those things that really do, they do throw us for a loop. And so mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's recognizing yes. And, and also honoring your body and saying, Hey, it's mm-hmm. okay that we're in a new season. I don't expect myself to sing like I did in high school when I was doing competitive singing for four hours a day, like, right. Cause I'm not exercising that muscle and I'm in a different season. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's totally okay because I can sit in those memories and fully enjoy who I was 
in that yes. season and be like, that was such a fun season of my life. I love it. Love now that. I just, you know, do TikToks mm-hmm. every once in a while while I'm doing duets with people <laughs> and that's my fun, you know, it's a different season and that's okay. And I think honoring what your body is able to do, yeah. um, is huge and really just, uh, you know, making it a no shame zone. I say that a lot. I'm like, this is shame is not allowed in our body movement. Like, in that realm, because it's not going to get us anywhere. It's not going to help us to, um, to feel good. I mean, if the goal is to feel good in our body, regardless of what we're Mm -hmm. doing, that's not adding to that goal, right? right? It's just creating a negative experience. And so, um, I know that, um, we probably need to wrap up here in a few minutes, but I would just love for you to share because you have, you have stuff on your website that I am still like four years later. I'm like, Oh, that's in there. I didn't even know. And probably <laughs> but, but you have so many good things in there. So where would you recommend, you know, for uh, somebody who maybe is just listening to this and like, I really need a different way of learning how to care for my body. Uh, where would be the best place for them I mean, obviously you don't know all of the ins and outs, but who's wanting to get into movement, um, but maybe has some, you know, negative experiences with exercise, like where would be a good place for them to start? Um, I love that I can say with confidence, they could start anywhere on fit to be. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is set up to take the fear and shame and pain out of fitness every single workout is going to have cues that are protective and empowering and they could literally jump in anywhere. Fit to be is gigantic. I, it's so weird to me because we started with seven workouts and now we have probably over 350 by the end of this year. Um, I'm actually writing a course right now that I hope to have out in November, 2022. So that's this month as we're recording it. Um, Amazing. And it's called how to work out at home because <laughs> that's what we want to know, right? I've yeah. Been, <laughs> yeah. I've had this website that helps you work out at home. And yet the questions I keep getting are like, how do I actually do this? And I realize I probably should just write a course about that. Yeah. Um, good. Like how often do you lift weights? Spoiler alert. It's at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. If you want, you know, all the great benefits of stronger bones and, um, mental health and, bigger muscles. Um, women are not going to get huge unless you're like taking weird steroids. Right. (laughs) So don't worry about that. Um, and you know, how, you know, how do you utilize your space to the best of your ability? And, um, and how often do you do cardio? How hard do you need to do cardio? Spoiler alert, not very hard. Um, you know, it, and we also have our foundational five course. And really, I guess if I was going to say, you know, if you really need somebody to hold your hand, I would, I would send you to our foundational five plus yes. course. It's included in our premium membership. It's actually included in all of our memberships. So all of our memberships include the foundational five course, the startup seven course and Beth in real life, which is lots of terrible videos of me with no makeup and weird hair or whatever I'm wearing over the past 10 years doing oh. five and bringing movement into life. And that is only for our members. It is not available for purchase. <laughs> it's you make people pay for that goodness. Right. You got to pay, pay extra for that goodness. Yeah, yeah. You got to be committed to me on some level to see those videos. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. And just hope that you don't run away. Uh, but those are all the candid no. things. 
So it's like, you know, cause we want to address your core. I mean, it always yes. goes back to the core for me. That's my specialty. Yes. Um, that's the thing that I continue to learn more and more about. Cause it's so complex. And I just believe that if you get your core dialed in, yep. even if it's not perfect, you're going to have a stronger foundation for everything else you take on. And then yeah. if you like Pilates, do the Pilates workouts. If you like weights, do the weight workouts twice a week. If you like cardio, then, you know, you can check out our cardio routines. We have a beautiful sorting grid. So you can look at thumbnail images and you can sort things in real time by style or difficulty. Um, Super easy to use. Yeah. And Very then we also have a Roku channel. So if you've got a Roku device of any sort, all of our workouts are on Roku. We just updated our channel. Yay. That gave me like 10 new gray hairs. I probably caused a hormone imbalance for at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, the struggle is real. <laughs> um, I love it though. Cause I have the Roku and I, I absolutely, lo I love having it on there. It's, it's just, it's removed one more mental obstacle to me yep. moving my body. So I love that. And I will also second the foundational five is phenomenal. Um, that's what, you know, I keep going back to whenever I'm like, mm -hmm. I just feel like a little bit out of alignment or I'm not engaging well, or anything like that. I just, am like, okay, I need, just need to do something. And I just need somebody yeah. to tell me what to do. So that is, I would agree with that as an excellent way to start and then just have fun trying something new. Yeah. Like your Tabata workouts are my favorite. Um, I love them. And I thought I hated cardio, but I actually mm -hmm. really do. I'm like, Ooh, this, I like this one. So, yeah. um, lots <laughs> of really good stuff in there. You know, um, funny so is I actually yeah. hate Tabata. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So you never know. Secret. Yeah, I know. Like, well, I can teach anything, you know, and that you learn that as an instructor early on is doesn't matter if you don't like it, you got to be able to teach it with enthusiasm and because yes. it's not about you, it's about the people that you're working with and what's best for right. them. And so I learned how to teach it and, you know, took a course. Um, and it's, it is fun. Um, but it's not one that I naturally gravitate to. It always fascinates right. me to hear what people use on fit to be. Um, mm -hmm. I always, I just always gravitate back to weights or rebounding or my spin bike, um, yeah. or, you know, yoga Pilates stuff like that. Those are my go-tos, but I, yeah. the only thing I avoid is I just cannot do Zumba. I, okay. We had to bring in a whole different instructor. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't yeah. cue and move my body that way at like the that. same time. Still yeah. Doesn't. That's hilarious. Well, no, I, I love that. Again, you would never know that. And right? I don't think, I, I don't think I've made it to the Z section of the website yet. So I probably haven't seen it, well, but we, we called that Latin dance because we can't call it Zumba because that's all, because, trademark, you know? Yes. Okay. That makes total sense. <laughs> Well, this was amazing. I, I just love, you know, I love talking with you and I love the work that you're doing for women. Mm -hmm. And I know that I actually had, um, I've shared about this on Instagram, but I actually had, I went to a pelvic floor physiotherapist, the one that you recommended, mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Um, and totally redeeming for a lot of different ways, which may be on a different episode at some point. Um, but I did not have diastasis and I know 100% that is because of what you have taught, even just mm -hmm. in your, like, I don't think I even did like the, I don't think I followed like a specific tummy protocol. I just was yeah. paying really close attention to the cueing yep. and she was like, you don't have, and I was like, 
go yes. back. Yay. Yay. So I can attest to that. Um, she, that so she actually used to be a client of fit to be, she did our workouts. Really? Got her kids. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Well, what a small yeah. world. That's amazing. And I just, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Keep up the amazing work that you're doing. I know that if me as a busy mom of, you know, two kids, one with special needs running a business, like if I can make some time, you know, to, to learn these things, I know that anybody can do it and you make it so just, you just make it normal and easy, which, right? you know, it's like, That's it reminds cool. me of that. <laughs> that um scene from Zoolander where he's like the school for kids who can't read good it's like <laughs> for moms who don't know how to move like you just right? make it very normal very yeah. easy to follow so how That's can people hard. find you what's the best place for them to um to get information from you about your programs or just to learn from you so uh if you google fit to be and that's fit the number 2 the letter b no e Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, you'll find us. Uh, we also have a Facebook page fit to be tummy safe fitness. I'm on Instagram as fit to be studio. It's remarkably hard to get my own just fit to be as my handle on things because there are other people out there. There's like this fit to be in Russia that has the fit to be Instagram one. And they yeah. have like a whole gym. It cracks me up because people think it's me. And I'm like, I don't speak Russian. Yeah. <laughs> if you know me, you would know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So, and they're like always posing in in very severe clothing. That's not me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just Google us and it's fit to be.com or fit to be.us because we were too poor when we started to buy the.com and uh, refused to go in debt for our business. We still do not have debt. Well, we use a credit card to front things each month, but that gets paid down. So full disclosure, but like, this is a grassroots family business and Um, I truly love what I do. I'm so excited to film more workouts and I just keep going back to more basics because there's always people that need something simpler because we always have those time of life where we need to be gentle and kind to ourselves. And that's worth, that's worth there for. Amazing. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on here today. I can't wait to share. Um, for those of you that are listening, please make sure to, you'll, you'll be able to see all of those links in the show notes, but make sure to give her a follow. Um, I cannot stress, you know, her, her memberships enough. They're super affordable, um, very user-friendly in every aspect of the word. So thank you, Beth, keep up the amazing work. And I just appreciate your time being on today. You are welcome. To give Beth a follow at fit, the number two, the letter B dot US, um, and make sure to follow her specifically this week, the week of November 14th, 2022, um, because she's going to be having 50% off um, many of her different services and items, and you do not want to miss this sale. In addition to that, I will actually be giving 50% off all of the trainings and recipes and meal plans in my Etsy shop. So you're going to want to make sure um, to find me on Etsy. Again, the links are in my show notes. So if you are needing holiday recipes, if you're looking for um, specific protocols or nourishing meal plans for PCOS or endometriosis or menopause, Um, you're going to want to go ahead and find me on Etsy via the links below and make sure to take advantage of these, um, these Black Friday sales. And thank you so much for listening.